You are listening to Mastering Law, the podcast. I'm attorney Tom Goolsby. It is fabulous to have you with us today. We're talking about the best tips for law firm web design. What is that all about? Well, it's about building a website that actually people will come to. They'll be motivated, enthused, and trusting of you, and they will follow up with you either through a phone call or through an email that is filling out one of those little forms that you put on every single page that allows them to email you directly from your site. Now, almost all of you listening have websites right now. As we go through this quick podcast, I want you to think about whether or not your current site addresses these concerns. If it does, good for you. If it doesn't, or doesn't as well as you know it can, then I want you to set aside time, 15 minutes, 15 minute blocks, maybe two or three of those over the next week or so, and then maybe 30 minute blocks after that to wrap it all up. But I want you to put in your calendar, just like we teach, setting aside small blocks of time to do those critical strategic things. Because my friends, if you do not do this and you start setting it up and programming it into your schedule, and you need to look at your website once every couple of weeks, okay, once you get it to where you want it to be, and continue to tweak it out. Ask clients continually, did you go to my website? What did you think about it? Was there something else that should have been there? Was everything working right? Do you have any concerns? Have your staff review it also. You need, this is more and more as as things go forward into the future, You've got to make sure that your website, and of course later it's going to be your application, is responsive to the needs of the potential consumers that you're out there attempting to get. Now the number one, the number two, and the number three concerns are always content, content, content. Now I know that when you hear that, you're thinking, I need to put more articles on my website. I need to put more videos. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm not talking about that kind of content necessarily at all. And you're going to understand more about that which I am speaking as we go along. It is content, but it is focused content specifically on your avatar. That is your ideal or your typical client. Let's knock a few things out of the way before we jump into that. And we're going to jump into designing actually your avatar and how to reach that specific, typical, or actual customer. But before we get there, let's talk about making sure that that you cover just a few of those uh, pseudo-technical things before we jump into the real theory behind all this. Uh, First, I'm going to tell you, go ahead and, 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 you know, you can beat me up on this or not. I can assure you, I go to most attorney websites and they are chock full of cheesy photos or no photos, nothing, just a whole bunch of boring ass words. Or if they have photos, there are friggin' chess boards or dart boards or fucking car crashes. You know, don't be a clown when it comes to your website. Oh, and the other thing, they will literally have pictures that look like they're from a high school yearbook of them and their staff, and everybody looks like a goofball. Well, <laughs> I tell you, When I'm in trouble, when my business is failing, I'm about to go bankrupt, my wife has left me, I've had a car crash, I've been arrested, am I going to go to the cheese dick, you know, that has the stupid friggin' 
photograph of himself that's like 10 years old and he has the scruffy beard or looks like he's constipated. No. So get rid of that. If you've got it on your website right now, first thing you do when this podcast is over, call friends, find the best damn photographer that you can to take the best photos of you and your staff, if you're going to put your staff in to any, any parts of the website, and make sure that you don't allow cheesy photos to be put in. Now, let, let's talk about what should your photo be. Well, your photos need to be well lit. They need to be large. They need to be beautifully composed like a professional photographer would compose them. They need to have a positive feel for what's the number one thing people hire you based on. Your personality who you are. It needs to, in essence, capture who you are. If you're a tough litigator, that's what it captures. If you're a caring family lawyer, that's what it captures. If you're a hardcore corporate negotiator, that's what it captures. You've got to make sure that you have photos of you and the people in your firm, the other attorneys, <clears throat> that really capture the essence of who you are. So please, from the beginning, get rid of the stupid photos that make you look cheesy, make you look stupid, and make you look half-hearted and or non-professional. Another thing you got to do, and this is happening more and more and more, but if you've got a website that's not been touched in a few years, you probably don't have a responsive design. That means that if somebody looks at it on an iPad, an iPad mini, an iPhone, a computer, whatever it is, it doesn't change size. It's got, maybe it's stuck on a 1024 pixel wide uh, screen and it's just some narrow thing that just looks like a ribbon flowing down the middle of your iMac. That is not what you want. You've got to have a responsive design. And again, as you go to hire a professional to actually help you put your site together or retweak your site, if, if you look at your site right now and it's not been changed, maybe you got the wrong designer. Nobody should have you still in a site that is not responsive. Okay, and of course, we, you know, you can sit around all day long and talk about, am I going to have, you know, accomplishments, testimonials, lawyer bios, am I going to have a blog, am I going to have the firm practice areas, contact us, all those things. Yes, you probably are. But before you even get into all that technical stuff, you've got to spend some time. You've got to spend some energy. You've got to sit down and define what your website is all about. And let me tell you, it's not about you. It's not about talking about how great you are, how beautiful your office building is, how you spent $5,000 on your latest, or $50,000 on your latest conference table. <clears throat> it's not about any of that what it's about, and, and it may get to that, okay, but what it's really about is it's about designing a website that reaches out and speaks to your avatar or avatars. And what do we mean by that? We mean your typical or your ideal customer in each of the areas in which you practice. Maybe you've just got a one, you know, one practice focus in your firm. Maybe you're just a family law firm. Maybe all you do is focus on, maybe you're a white female. Maybe you focus just on white female, single moms, two children, 
you know, that's your typical avatar client. You know what their concerns are. You know that they work typically 40 hours a week. They've got their kids in daycare. They're worried about making ends meet in the meantime, how they get child support. I mean, you know from top to bottom what it is they're concerned about. Well, that's what you focus like a laser beam on identifying. You've got to specifically, as specifically as possible, identify first the demographics. That's who they are. What kind of cereal they eat in the morning. No, that doesn't really matter. But you know, I, I literally, what, what class of wages they fall into, what their skin color is, what their concerns are. I mean, you need to focus down on their demographics and next on their psychographics. What are their interests? What are their activities? How do those feed into who they really are? What do they fear? What do they need? What are they worried about? What do they desire? You need to list their questions, their concerns, and their problems. And if you've been doing this any amount of time, you should know who that typical client is, and you should know what those typical concerns are, problems, questions, fears, desires, all that. I'm going to give you an example in my practice. Um, I, I have you know one part of my practice that is just bread and butter, that I, I would love to have a hundred of these cases a week. And at times I've had, um, gosh, half that or more in a week. Uh, those are my DWI, driving while impaired cases. I'm, I've, I've outlined, here's my example of my typical avatar. 25 to 50 year old white male, blue collar, working dad, charged with a DWI, worried about his job, his ability to keep driving, the long-term effects of a criminal record, concerned about money, the ability to afford an attorney, what can a private attorney do for me that a public defender can't, do I even need a lawyer, what if I'm guilty and I know they got me, how can you help me, okay, those, that's my avatar, I know what those concerns are, each one of those concerns is another blog, is another article, is another question that I can put on one of those initial pages that I can then address because I know they're going to have that question and I want to drill down into it. Next thing I've got to do is design my unique selling proposition. What is it after I've addressed what their concerns and all are and, and figured out who they are both demographically and psychographically, what is my unique selling proposition? What is it about me and my firm? versus everybody else. Because there's going to be dozens, potentially, depending on how big your community is, of other lawyers in your area, whether it's real estate law, it's criminal defense, it's personal injury, it's corporate law, it's whatever it is you might do. Well, you need to emphasize whatever your unique qualifications are. It is not your low price, ever. It's never your low price. If you get down in the dirt to talk about price, you're just going to get dirty. You're going to get clients you don't want. Now, you can always discuss, hey, I'm always happy to discuss terms, work out payment plans. That kind of talk is fine. You can address that at the appropriate point in your website. But you don't talk about how low our prices are. Let some other cheesy attorney who's a bottom feeder handle that. That's not you. Now, maybe you were a prosecutor. Maybe you've won awards, you've taught law. Maybe you've got lots of experience in this area. Maybe you're just out of law school and just trying to get 
your first few clients in the door. What do you emphasize? Well, you emphasize your caring attitude. In fact, we all should. Our great staff that's highly trained, listen to superstar staffs, creating them, parts one and two. Those are uh, previous podcasts uh, that we've created. And the responsiveness of your office. Again, people are going to hire you based upon the passion they feel in you, probably more than anything else. If you can effectively get to them, you can effectively sell yourself with your quality website, you can effectively get them to call you and your staff pre-sells you, and then you close the deal by meeting with them and selling yourself to them. So you've got to come up with your own unique selling proposition. How in the world you're going to do that? And your emotional pitch. Now, those online can best be felt, I'm finding over and over and over again, with good videos, heartfelt videos. You want them to be the highest quality possible. They don't have to be perfect, but you don't want you in the middle of some huge box with bad lighting, whatever else. Uh, you, you do want to make it as high a quality as you can possibly afford to do it. But at the same time, I don't like to do canned stuff. I have the teleprompters and all the other things, and I've tried that in the past. I've found over and over again that what people really want to do is they really want to know who you are. They want you to be relaxed. They want you to talk to them. They don't mind if you stumble around a little bit. In fact, that's what makes you real. But they do want to see that you're a real person, that there's actually someone behind the makeup. There's somebody behind the styled hair, the suit, the tie, the nice starch shirt. They want to make sure that you're a real person. And you can best reflect that through good video. But you can also, like I said before, you got to have a good picture. If it's nothing more than the picture, you wouldn't believe the number of people that call because their wife says, I like the way that guy looks. He looks trustworthy. It doesn't matter if you're bald. It doesn't matter if you have a beard. It matters the quality of how well that photographer has been able to capture the essence of you. And again, if you're a jerk, you probably got problems. But, but I hope I'm not talking to jerks. I hope I'm talking to people that really are out there wanting to help folks, and that's what's going to come through, that heart and soul of who you are. Now, once you've put your unique selling proposition out there, understanding that that's the key to influencing potential clients along with addressing the avatar's concerns, needs, fears, all those kind of things, you then have the ability, okay, when you've done these two things, to then design the ideal experience for that typical or ideal client, addressing all of his or her concerns. Now, that goes to everything that you put together on the site. You know, telling people where you went to high school, that's great, potentially, but what does it really matter to your avatar if it's not addressing their concerns? Because the site's not for you, it's for your potential client. So in that bio sheet, make sure you emphasize the things that that ideal client or typical client's going to be looking for. The same with your blog articles. What are your blog articles going to be about? They're going to be about those fears, concerns, worries, all those things that you've identified that your typical avatar is concerned about. And let me tell you how you can really hone that down. 
the next time you have someone in your office that is either already hired you or is thinking about hiring you, explore with them everything they're worried about and write it down. Ask them, what were you originally concerned about right after the accident happened? Right after you got sued, what was your biggest concern? I was concerned about what it was going to cost, how I was going to pay for it. Okay, there you go, payment plans. What else? I was concerned about you know, whether it's going to get in the newspaper or not. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, again, each one of those areas that you identify can be a great blog or a great article or just a great question on the page dealing with that issue that you address. you got to deal with all of those things as you go through. Same with the videos. Now, as you put together all of these ideas from designing what your unique selling proposition is, who the avatar is, and then the, the experience that you want the people to have when they come to your website, whether it's all a, a lot of video or video with text or just text, because it doesn't have to be anything but text and, and photographs of you, uh, of things that, that really matter to folks. Maybe you've got a highly technical area of the law and they want to see some things that you've done. Again, I can't design it all for you. I can give you the big strategic ideas and then you refine them. But I'm telling you that if you do this and you're the only one who can do it, you can't simply give a pile of papers to some web designer and ask him to go, even if he's a former attorney, okay, and ask him to go create you a killer site. Nobody's going to be able to do that for you. Nobody. It's you. It's on your shoulders. It's for you to do. You're the attorney. You're the one that has to figure it out. And you know what? It can be fun. And the way you make it fun is you break it down into digestible chunks. You know, Rome was not built in a day. You don't have to redesign or build your website in a day. Break it up. Do a little bit of work at a time. And it's I've used this before. I love it, though. How do you, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Now, It'll take longer, the smaller the bites, but you'll finally get it in there. That's what you need to do with this. Take your time. Start with your avatar. Start with the questions. Once you get all the questions put together that your typical, well, after you've designed your avatar and you know exactly who this typical client is, breaking down everything you can, as best you can, on who that person is, what their concerns and, and, and faults and you name it, all those things are. Then you get into your unique selling proposition on what you can offer them. And then you start laying out that experience. And your web designer can come in in these various phases and help you come up with ideas how best to lay this out because everybody's website should be different. They should be very easy to navigate, but at the same time, they have got to be focused on who you are, reflecting who you are, who your clients are, and how all of that meshes. Now, I do want to say that could I get into, oh, making sure this is searchable, making sure Google AdWords, we could talk all about all that, and we will in a later podcast about how to make sure that your website is, is going to help generate all of the leads that you need it to, but I'm telling you, if you don't take care of first things first, of designing the best website to deal with your potential clients, 
Doesn't matter how much money you spend on click-throughs, on advertising, on Google, on analytics. It does not matter how many AdWords you buy if your site is a piece of crap that doesn't help people. So first, let's concentrate on these things, particularly those three that I laid out. Your avatar, your unique selling proposition, and designing the ideal experience. Once you do those and you start putting that together and incorporate that into your website, then you're going to have something that's going to be worth every penny you spend to promote it. That's what it's all about. Please let me hear back from you. I thank you so much for listening to MasteringLaw.com. We appreciate you following us on Facebook, on Twitter. We appreciate the emails, hearing from you. Please, if you want to help us in any way, you appreciate what we do. We don't ask you for a penny. Here's what you can do that would be most appreciated. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and say some nice things about us. That will help us the most. And the rest of it is for free. Thanks so much. God bless. Hope your practice is going well and gets better and better and better. I'm Tom Goolsby from MasteringLaw.com.